0: Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. Buckle up, we're going to have a fun episode today as we're continuing to deal with mormonism maybe not I shouldn't say fun but just a lot of detail and I know we've gone over some interesting things about mormonism but what I'm about to go over today is really going to blow your mind because of how drastically different and how drastically they depart from the scriptures and today we're going to be looking at and dealing with uh, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, our Savior. But how do the Mormons view Jesus? And we say this sometimes in Christendom that, well, the Mormons worship a different Jesus. And they would say we they don't, but uh, from their own doctrine and what they believe about Jesus, they believe in a false Christ uh, and that that false christ doesn't even atone for their sin they must atone for their own so let's start at the beginning here so we of course believe that jesus christ the only begotten son of god and we'll get into that phrase here in just a minute uh that he is the son of god he always has been always will be uh born in the flesh of a virgin uh lived a perfect life and suffered and bled a a suffered and bled and died to atone for the sins of the entire world and all mankind for all of history. And uh, that's a very important distinction. That's an essential doctrine. If you don't believe that, then you don't believe in the Christ of the Bible. But the Mormons teach something different. Remember, they believe that God, Elohim, uh, that name is going to be very, very important, so keep that in mind. Elohim is a biblical name for God. Jehovah is another biblical name for God. However, they make a distinction between Elohim and Jehovah, which I'll explain in just a moment. Uh, but that Elohim was created, was a created man, flesh and bone, um, and uh, and eventually ascended to the ability to be God, and so he's the God of our existence, the God of our universe, uh, and that man uh, we are in. We have three stages. That uh, there's pre-mortality, whereas we are we lived in the spirit realm, and then we did enough good things in the spirit realm to be born into mortality, so that we could be tempted with the trials and tribulations of a mortal body. Uh, then there's post-mortality, where we will go back to the spirit realm after our death, but with a physical body, uh, and eventually we'll do enough of good things, and we'll eventually reach. Uh, godhood. That's the Mormon plan of salvation, and that's what their idea is. Uh, so with well, that being said, uh, we are all uh, spirit brothers and sisters in that Elohim had uh, spirit children uh, in the pre-existence, and the first one of those was Jesus, uh, Lucifer being another. Uh, and I also believe the angels are his spirit children. We just are all related, but we all have different roles, which is completely not what the Bible teaches, that uh, angels are a different kind than man. Man is different entirely from angels, uh, and Jesus always has been, always will be. The only difference, uh, the di- not I say the only, but uh, the difference between man and Jesus is that uh, man and Jesus have a mortal body, and but Jesus is God, where man can never be God, and that's very clearly explained in the scriptures. Uh, but that so Jesus and Lucifer are spirit brothers. Uh Lucifer took the bat was the black sheep of the family, took, rebelled against Elohim and was cast down. Jesus uh being uh obeying and following the truth uh was eventually he reached godhood. Uh and so they believe that Jesus is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. So we would call them polytheists because they believe in multiple gods, but they say they're not because they worship only Elohim. They do not worship Jesus or pray to Jesus, only to Elohim, because they make a distinction between Elohim and Jehovah, where in the Old Testament, those are both uh, names for God, the same God, Jehovah God, the one and true and living God. But in Mormonism, they make that distinction, that Elohim uh, is Father God, and that Jehovah is another name for Jesus, the spirit child of Elohim, which is completely crazy, completely no Bible for any of that, but that's what they believe. So now you see where Jesus is now, no longer eternal God, who always has been and always will be, now he has a beginning, who now makes Jesus a liar, said, I have i am the Alpha and Omega, the, f- <coughs> the first and the last. Uh, so they get that from saying, well, that he was the first, uh, the first, and yes, he was involved in creation because he achieved God, but he was the first spirit child, and that he was born into mortality, that um, a, father, uh, a physical father God uh, procreated with uh, Mary to, to birth Jesus into this world. It's, it's crazy, it's crazy, which we are given in the Bible, what? happened there, that he was born of the Holy Ghost in Mary's womb. Um, But they try to use two verses, so we're going to look at a couple of verses, uh, two verses specifically that they try and say, well, this proves that uh, Jesus was created. (coughs) Excuse me. Psalm 2-7 is one, As I will declare the decree, the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Now, we know that, and also John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So it says here, begotten has the idea of uniqueness. One of a kind does not have the same idea, especially when you look at it in the original languages, does not have the idea of that he was procreated, but that expresses uniqueness. And so that is when Jesus said that to Nicodemus, uh, that uh, his only begotten, his unique, one of a kind uh, son, also, uh, he says he's the firstborn. Uh, we see that described as well. That is an uh, idiom, especially in Eastern culture, uh, meaning first uh, in importance, in preeminence, that Christ and all things may have the preeminence. Uh, that firstborn uh, talks about that because we see that King David uh, used this in Psalm 89:27. So let's look there in Psalm 89, verse 27, uh, King David describing himself, and uh, we know the birth order of of uh, David here, but let's look, read the verse, Psalm 89, verse 27, also I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Uh, we look at this, and yes, we look at this, some people say that is a, a, a prophecy concerning Jesus, it is. But also, looking through the rest of the psalms, description of David, we know that David wasn't the firstborn, he was the lastborn, but what is this saying? It means first and preeminence among the people of Israel and above among the kings of the world even at that time. Uh, and so we see that firstborn doesn't mean birth order, literal birth order, it means preeminence. Uh, it's an idiom. So him being the last one in Jesse's family is called the firstborn here in Psalm 89. So them taking those particular phrases about Jesus and saying, well, he's begotten, and he's the firstborn, and putting a bad hermeneutic, a bad interpretation. Well, in Acts 13, 33, we just looked at Psalm 2, 7, as of this day I have I begotten thee. Uh, But if you look in the book of Acts, in Acts 13, 33 and 34, so we'll look there, Acts 13 verses 33 and 34, what does it say? God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second Psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he said, on this wise I'll give you the sure mercies of David. So what's being talked about here? What is the begotten even speaking of in Psalm 2-7? It's about bringing back to life again, the resurrection. So we don't need to wonder what was being said there, it was speaking of the resurrection to come. The scripture interprets scripture, but the Mormons don't do that. They enforce their own ideas into scripture, and make scripture say something it does not say. Uh, so uh, we that Jesus we see here, while Mormons teach that Jehovah and Elohim are two distinct gods, which Elohim, Elohim being the greater, the Father, and Jehovah the lesser, Jesus. Sc- scripture indicates that these names refer to the same God. Okay, in Genesis twenty-seven twenty. For example, Isaac tells uh his son the Lord Jehovah your God Elohim, okay? Both mentioned in the same uh same verse. So, it's talking about the same God, God the Father. And <coughs> excuse me, that very clearly illustrates that they're just simple different names for God that describe different attributes. But once again, just poor interpretation of scripture and just poor uh just just poor scholarship uh and also so they say that jesus um should not be worshipped and should not be prayed to while jesus as god was worshipped and prayed to we see that jesus accepts the worship from thomas in john 20 28 and from the angels in hebrews 1 6 and uh, the wise men in Matthew two eleven, a leper in Matthew eight two, a ruler in Matthew nine eighteen, a blind man in John nine thirty eight, an anonymous woman we don't know who she is in Matthew fifteen twenty five, by Mary Magdalene and the other Mary in Matthew twenty eight eight and nine, and the disciples in Matthew twenty eight sixteen and seventeen. All these verses contain the Greek word for worship, and it's used for worshiping the Father throughout the New Testament. So that they said that Jesus is not prayed to or worshipped in the Bible. It's just completely false idea, and we ought to worship at the feet of Jesus. Uh, we see that in Revelation, uh, that we should worship at the feet of Jesus and pray to him. He makes intercession for us. Uh, and we see it in Acts 7.59 and Romans 10.12 where there are prayers directly addressed to Jesus in the New Testament. So the evidence is overwhelming, and their ideas simply don't hold up when we look at Scripture for what it is. Uh, But one very important fact, one very important fact here, and I mentioned this earlier, that they believe that Jesus, as the second Adam, as described in the New Testament, died to atone for the sin of the first Adam, but not for the sins of all mankind, that we must atone for our own sin. So that's where the work salvation comes in. That Jesus only died atoned for Adam's sin, but that He was not capable of atoning for uh, uh, atoning for the sins of all mankind. Well, that's not a, not what the Bible says. You know, Isaiah fifty three six. Uh, let's look over there. Isaiah fifty three in verse number six, and it talks about. We know this verse about uh, talks about. All we like sheep have gone astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of Adam. Well, it doesn't say that. It says, of us all, of everyone. That's super clear in the Scriptures. Uh, We see John the Baptist as to behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. He He didn't say take away the sin of Adam. So it takes away the sin of the world. We've been forgiven and redeemed in Christ. We're justified in Christ. We're reconciled in Christ. And we're saved in Christ all through the New Testament in Ephesians, Corinthians, Colossians, Hebrews. So, so clear. Uh, So we are not, uh, Jesus and Lucifer are not spirit brothers. Jesus was not created. Uh, He is eternal God. Elohim and Jehovah are the same God. Uh, Jesus is not the Jehovah of the Old Testament uh as they claim uh and also but at the same time we know that Jesus is God is both Jehovah and Elohim. Uh, so they make that distinction that they're two separate gods, but remember all one God, three persons in one. so in the same sense, Jehovah it Jesus is both Jehovah and Elohim. So that is where the Trinity comes in, so that is so amazing to see, but they try and make. A human distinction. So today, I know this episode's been a bit longer, so uh, we know that salvation is by believing in him alone with no works involved. As the Mormons teach, we must atone for our own sin. We cannot. Our, sin, our, our good works are filthy rags before God. There's no, none righteous, no, not one. Only Jesus can save. So that is the lie from the pit of hell, that Jesus only atoned for Adam's sin, but didn't atone for all mankind. What a vicious, wicked lie from the pit of hell. Let's remember to worship the same Jesus, and let's remember that Mormonism is not the way of truth. It is a deception from the devil. Get into the Bible. Believe what the Bible says. Don't interpret the Bible the way you want it to be interpreted, but to uh, simply uh, take God's word for what it says and let it say what it says. Let it interpret itself, and you can never go wrong with that. Well, thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to subscribe, and we're going to continue on. Only a couple more episodes here, probably two or three more about Mormonism, then we'll move on to something else. But I hope this has been an encouragement to you, and I'll see you next time.